it's the end of February and it's snowing. Winter's drunk. I know. <laughs> but Monday it's supposed to be in the 50s. Get the fuck out. No. Yep. I'm over it. This weekend it's supposed to be like in the teens. But then Monday <laughs> it's like the calendar. It's like, oh, it's March. Oh, yay. Yeah, no big deal. I, that's why I'm, I sound like I'm coughing up demons. Oh, just no. I'm pre-warning you right now. <laughs> Hopefully I'll cut it, be able to cut it out for, so the listeners don't uh. hear it. But it is what it is. This is Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. I'm Clayton Abbott. And we're a creepy, cryptid, otherworldly, all the stuff and all the things podcast. Yeah. We, we talk about ghosts and UFOs and and curses and everything that you just makes you think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> makes you go, hmm. hmm. I, I was sent to corrections, so I feel like I, I have to mention Uh-oh. this. Um, the story I did on Aleister Crowley, mm-hmm. I said he was born in Leamington, Spain, because it spelled it was spelled S P A, so I assumed it was like you know an abbreviation for Spain, but it's pronounced Spar. Oh, so Aleister Crowley was born in Leamington, Spar. I assumed it was Spain because words oh. are hard. Also, another correction corner. Every time we talk about Doug, one of our producers through Patreon. Yes, I was. I told you it was McClock. I thought it was McClock. No, it's Malden Dash Lock. Oh, yeah. So I have no idea. Sorry, where that Doug. Came from. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he sent me a text. He's like, I just listened to the podcast and you said to text. And I'm like, you know what? I fucking knew that. I'm not where the fuck McClock came from. <laughs> I have no idea, but that's gonna be his nickname uh. from here on out. Also, can I bitch for a second? Yes. It's not about a review or what anybody's saying about the stuff and things. But remember I told you about paranologies with that that gyroscope Ouija board thing? Yes. So Chris ordered me one for Christmas. Oh, right. Yeah. Like a week or so before Christmas. We still don't fucking have Oh, it. my gosh. The guy will not email <gasps> back. And when you sign, when you purchase it, I don't know if it's changed since Chris originally ordered it. I could have sworn it said three weeks then, but now it's six to eight weeks. Do not order from Paranologies is what I'm wow. saying. Yeah. So um, Chris went to file a dispute with PayPal, and then I saw the new thing on their website that says six to eight weeks. You cannot ask for a refund if it does not show up when you expect it to. But also, if he ordered it before Christmas, it's been six to eight weeks. Exactly. And the last time Chris emailed him was mid-January, and he said it was going to be two weeks from then. Hmm. And we're almost at six weeks from when he said it was going to be two weeks. Busted. Busted. And I'm calling you out. I'm doing it all a Andy Rooney 2020 style. Well, no, 60 minutes style. Yeah, (laughs) that guy. Um, So, yeah, I was hoping we would have it for our upcoming investigation. And it does not look like it. Darn. I know. Super <laughs> sad. Super sad. But we do have the new piece of equipment 
that I got for Christmas mm-hmm. that I did the little thing on our Patreon for, yes. which is this cool little music box thing that senses motion around it. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to give that thing a shot. Anything creepy, cryptid, otherworldly going on in your life? Not really. I went and saw Fantasy Island. The oh, new how was it? Blumhouse film. Yeah. Garbage. Oh. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say one of the worst movies I've seen no. in a very long time. Maybe ever. I was kind of stoked for this. Me too. I thought the idea was awesome. Michael Rooker's in it. I um, watched Fantasy Island back in the day. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, what's his name? We used, we used oh. to work with him all the time. Is it Kim Coates? Yes. And Pena's in it. The guy from um, Ant-Man. Oh, yes. Yeah, the yeah, storyteller yeah. guy, who's my favorite. Um, Yeah, it was awful. <sighs> like, utterly awful. I'm to so To the point that we sad. were laughing. Like, oh, no. Laughing. Oh, but, that's a bummer. Um, and usually Blumhouse does, like, really good stuff. Like, really good horror stuff. They're, like, one of the top horror studios. Yeah, I, the name doesn't strike a bell. Um, If you saw their, like, little opener thing, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like that plays before the movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was let down. So I'm hoping to see Invisible Man. It comes out this weekend, I think. Didn't even hear this one. Yeah. The like H.G. Wells classic. Okay. Like okay. the Invisible Man. Yeah. They've remade it. And it's it's like pre-reviews are promising. So. Oh, good. Good. Um, I just texted you today, but they've added Macaulay Culkin to American Horror Story Season 10. Yeah. Kind of stoked. Did you see the thing he Ryan Murphy posted on Instagram today? I did not. It's just like a still shot of the ocean with like waves coming in. And it's like really cloudy and just looks like dreary. So do we think it's going to be about... And it's just like... Typhoons? A really slow fade of the cast. It's like Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Macaulay Culkin. He's so good at keeping secrets. Billy Lord. Yeah. Oh, yay. Good. Um, but the the article I saw um, that was announcing Macaulay Culkin's going to be in this, yeah. he pretty much looks like a young version of Steve Buscemi right now. Oh. I'll have to show you the picture after we're done podcasting. Mm. But I was at first I was like, who's that? Right. Then I read the headline. Didn't read the article because I don't because I'm that bitch. But um, yeah, so which made, led me to, I bet Steve Buscemi was a really good looking child. Because <laughs> Macaulay Culkin was pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Was. Was. <laughs> Once upon a time. So I had something. I'm not sure if it was creepy or not happen at okay. my house this weekend. Okay. So I babysat the grandson mm-hmm. Abraham, and um, the monitor that his parents use. <laughs> Clayton shaking his head. That's why I held on to this one because I wanted to see his reaction in I person. Hate baby monitors. Um, was a video one, and it's been on the fridge the forever. So I didn't use that. But what did I do? I pulled out our baby monitor from our ghost hunting equipment. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, it's it's perfect. I can hear if he's up and this, that, and the other. Because he's being potty trained and stuff like that. So Chris and I, we put him to bed, and Chris and I are sitting downstairs Did Chris TV. know that it was the uh, Oddity Files I'm assuming so, because why else would I have a baby monitor? My children are in their mid-20s at this point. (laughs) So we're sitting down there, and all of a sudden I hear, Hello? How are you? (laughs) 
I instantly stopped what I was doing, braced myself. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm just hearing things. He's being silly. And then again, I hear, hello, how are you? I go running upstairs like a bad what did chris do sat there (laughs) he just sat there (sighs) yeah god bless my husband for putting up with my shit and i went in and checked on him and the door's pretty loud when you open it up so if he was sleeping um that would have woke him up yeah but he looked at me like the fuck right so chris is leaning towards he was trying to get our attention with the baby monitor I'm not buying it. Did it not sound like him? Oh, it did. Oh, okay. It totally did. But who was he talking to? Right. That's what's freaking me out. Was he in this room? Yes. Hmm. Now, I went and laid down with him after that because I'm an overprotective, Uh insane woman. And um, even if it was nothing, if he was just trying to get our attention. And there are some weird noises that happen in that room. I don't know if it's house settling or because there was some water damage in that room. Or mice or whatever that I hadn't heard before in the house. So I'm going to go with that. He heard something and was like, hello. But the how are you twice? Like there was literally a person in there. Not who are you, but how are you? Who are you would have scared me. (laughs) I wonder. And you're sure it was how are you? He Mm -hmm. wasn't like maybe saying something else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the only Weird yeah. shit going on in my house. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> but I could not wait to share it with you. I'm sure it was just because he's just recently started talking. And now that he can talk, yeah. he doesn't shut up. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So hopefully there's nothing in my new guest room because it was the old guest room everybody was scared of. <laughs> oh, I do have paranormal in the news. It hit me. And this is kind of... We've got a lot to talk about this one. So everybody, I'm sure, posted on your timeline and my timeline that there's an abandoned Indiana asylum for sale. And I was like, what? Dreams come true. And I pulled up the picture. We've been there. We've been there. (laughs) We've been there. We, uh, I didn't want to post anything about this online because we were kind of trespassing when we were there. Um, but a friend of mine uh, knew of this abandoned asylum, and we were looking for a place to shoot our new opening credits for the TV show. And if you've seen it, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it looks wonderful. Great. Um, and like I said, I didn't want to post that online because then I'm admitting to trespassing. And if somebody says something about this, I'll say I was drunk. But um, yes, I would kill to have this building if it was not an hour away from my house. Right. That's what we talked about. It is yeah. kind of as as middle of nowhere as you can possibly get. Yeah, um, it really is. Like not even off of a busy road. Like you just have to take back roads for an hour. Surrounded by farmland. Yes. Um. Yeah. If it was 30 minutes from my house, maybe, right. you know, kind of off of a highway. So or even like 30 minutes from Indy, any direction, because then it's like. Highway travel up. A lot of traffic. Yeah, for sure. But. And I remember going there and tra- and it, traffic was a nightmare to get there. Yeah. During rush hour, even with the back roads. Mm-hmm. I know. I sent it to Braylon. I was like, look what's for sale. I know. <laughs> and the place isn't in horrible shape. No, it's just really big. So it would take. It would be a money pit. It would. Yeah. It would take a and lot that's what, of money. Because Chris was like, go for it. 
He goes, but it's going to be a money pit. And he hasn't, he hadn't even been there. I don't yeah. even know if he's seen the opening footage that we shot yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, you even look at the picture of it. There's broken windows everywhere. Everywhere. And, and who knows, like, structurally. Yeah. How it is. And I mean, I didn't get any bad vibes there. Oh, I really didn't get any vibes there. I did, yeah. Yeah. And we even, I even, because I'm that bitch, let the Wonder Box roll for a hot yeah. minute. And we didn't even. So why are they assuming it's haunted? That's what I want to know. Because it, it was an asylum. Yeah. But it was an asylum in the effect of it was a poor house. Yeah. It wasn't crazy people. Right. It was. So you know there's also got to be a pauper's graveyard somewhere. Well, and a lot of people have just, because there aren't even doors. Like anyone can just walk into this place. Absolutely. So there's all of the demonic symbols spray painted on the walls and on the floors and words yeah so if you were just to walk in there you might be like oh this is creepy yeah the average person doesn't mean it's haunted no no i mean i wouldn't want to be there at night no i would worry about people stumbling yeah that's what i mean like again not haunted because we had driven and parked out in front of it and other people drove by and that's the part that freaked me out yeah i was scared where are they going couldn't find them after they drove through maybe it was a ghost car um i have a bone to pick Uh uh-oh um and because i was ranting to you about it because it just irked me it seems that shortly after we investigate places other people go there they do and all the places that are like in the middle of nowhere indiana indiana or kentucky Right. Or places we go to often. And just places that we've been that like no one else had really heard of, but we have like we find evidence there, all of a sudden they pop up on a big name TV show. Yes. And it hasn't always been the same TV show. It but it is always the same network. So I wanna know who at this network is spying on us. Oh. Yeah. Because listen. Listen. I'm Let over us it. have our shit. I'm over it. We're not on the big channel. Let go us somewhere have our else. Shit. Yes. Absolutely. Now, granted, sometimes we go to places that the big TV shows, shows go to. Like Waverly. And get over Bobby it. Mackey's. Everyone's and Fear been there. But we get better and different evidence there. I just mean, like, the big places that everyone's been, so be it. But yeah. the, like you said, the little places that no one's, no one's heard, heard of. of, no one's seen. Yeah. All of a sudden they pop up on the shows. It pisses me he was off. Lit. I know. <laughs> I, and why doesn't Travel Channel just give us a show? I don't know. Just We're there first. We do our thing right. first. I don't We're know. We're doing all their road work for them. So we've got Bones picked. I Paranologies, you. Paranology and apparently the Travel Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we hate you, Travel Channel. We are down for a show on the Travel Channel. Someday. Maybe. Maybe. We might let somebody else have it, though. Maybe we'll go. Where's, what's the other one? Where's Grant Wilson's show at? A&E? AMC? Or is it A&E? I think it's a and I don't know. Anyways, we have options. We do. <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> we'll go to Disney spoken. Plus. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, what does the Mandalorian always say? Uh, Oh, this is the way. This is the way. (laughs) That just happened. I still wish this asylum was much closer to my home. Because my my dream is to have a haunted winery someday. It's on six acres. It's got all that farmland around it. So maybe I could purchase out 
It's just, it's fucking huge. Well, I feel like it would be a perfect, like, hotel winery. Airbnb, hotel, yeah. But it's just, it's location. It's not ideal. No. And there is a haunted location that's not for sale yet that is five minutes from my house that I just have to figure out who owns it. So I can hopefully at some point buy that place and maybe instead of a winery, I'll have a distillery. Can you? Ooh. Is that pretty easy to I make don't bourbon? No. I, I we've been on a tour. <laughs> I know that it's a lot of big equipment. I feel like I read something about it, and if you do it wrong, it can literally cause you to go blind. Oh well, let's skip that. Then. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I'm almost. Maybe that's moonshine. Well, I think moonshine, moonshine can also blow up your building. You're doing it in. Yeah, so maybe let's start with wine and wine, then branch off. Yeah, so the one five minutes from my house is is goals. I just have to figure out who owns it and how cheap I can get it for because there's nothing really going on in it. I've read other investigative crews have gone there and it is haunted. Um, it was an old Oddfellows building, so I don't know why I'm obsessed with the Oddfellows organization, but I am. And um, I'd like to turn it into like an Airbnb upstairs, maybe Ooh. run some investigations there, have my oddity shop slash podcast area downstairs. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that winery on 37 for sale right now. Yeah, but it's instead of haunted buildings, it's um, trailers. Oh, yeah. Or so. you could just because the winery part is all there. Oh, yeah. And then just bring sell it out of the Oddfellows building. Oh, I just meant like build a building. <laughs> Summon some spirits. Yes. <laughs> All the wine loving spirits. As long as there's an hello. unfinished basement, everyone will believe it's <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So that's everything I had on my list. Um, guys, we've, we've been adding to the Patreon. Like I said, I added a video last week about some new investment investigative equipment that we're yeah. going to be using at this upcoming investigation. Um, and I've added some more, like I like to call throwback investigations up on there and it's patreon.com slash oddity files. And everybody who's been a part of that. That's been great. I, they've blown my mind, but we do have to give a shout out to Doug Malden Locke, Ryan Hoke and Donald Blanchflower. They are our executive producers of both the TV show and this wonderful podcast that y'all are listening to right now. Um, but yeah, it's patreon.com slash oddity files. Also, check us out on all the socials, Yep, which are... We have Twitter and Instagram, which is just at oddity files. And then on Facebook, we have a super not secret um, group, but it is closed. So just ask, just ask uh, for permission to be in the group and then we'll just... Let you in. Just, we approve everybody. Yeah, we just approve everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and just Oddity Files on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, also, we've got a contest going on. We do. You rate and review on either um, Amazon Prime or Apple, Apple Podcasts Podcast. or wherever you can review. Because I'm not yeah, sure which true. apps let you review or not. And you send a screen crap, screen crap because, you know, a screen grab of that review to our email address, which is oddityfilescrew at gmail. We'll put you in a drawing for some Oddity Files Stuff. swag. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even know what swag means. If it's you, so 90s. 
If you are listening today, it is Friday, February 28th, and tonight at 8.15 p.m. in room E23A... Write it down. We will be at GalaxyCon Richmond in Richmond, Virginia. Um, if you're listening after the 28th, then you missed it. Yeah, but it'll we'll post it next week. Yeah, it'll go up. So you won't totally miss it, because right. we've got fan- fancy, handy, dandy travel podcast equipment yes. that I'm, I'm kind of in love with. Yeah, it is super handy. Yeah. I mean, it's not as quality as this. But I mean... But for remote. It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds really good. taking these big-ass mics around with us everywhere we go. I know. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants... This special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. Fuck, I have no idea who goes first this week. Last episode was the rock. Yes. And the statue. Oh, can I tell you something? What? So Chris sends me a text yesterday. Uh-huh. Okay. Speaking of the rocks in Scotland, uh-huh. um, you can send in money to this I bet. preservation thing and become a lord or laird and a lady oh. of this place in Scotland. Oh. I am now to be called oh, no. Lady Kitsy Duncan and my husband, Laird Chris. Laird. <laughs> Laird. Le- so sexy. He's 10 times hotter right now. Must get him a kilt. I feel like I went first last time. So I go first. And yes. I'm super duper excited about this story. I don't know what category it falls in. And even after all the research I did, I'm still not sure what category it falls in other than the fact that it's just fucking weird. So this one I've subconsciously had on my list since before this podcast. Okay. Um, I heard of these things years ago before I was a full-blown paranormal addict. There was a show on sci-fi called Factor Faked. Okay. Which I really yeah. enjoyed. It was so good. So good that Chris would actually watch it with me. It's when my crush on Ben Hansen began. Yes, I'm boy crazy. Get over it. I like the tall ones. Um, he was the former FBI skeptic and had a group of people who would um, have to go out and debunk 
paranormal viral videos that they found online. They'd watch several clips at the beginning and kind of choose which one they'd go out to debunk. I'm sure it was all set up and yeah. this, that, and the other, but it was it was done really well, and I kind of missed that show. Ladies and or gentlemen, if you're a fan of Ben, um, you'll also like his new show on the Travel Channel. Um, FBI Ben is what I'm going to call him. Because, yeah, um, It's called Gors- Ghosts of Morgan County. And I, I watched the entire season, yes, because he was on it. But they got some of the craziest fucking evidence Whoa. in this first season that I've ever seen out of all the hundred billion zillion of paranormal TV shows I've ever watched on a on a, like a, a surveillance camera. Yeah. I mean, and what gets me every time is... They're filming when they realize what they've captured and just the excitement on their face is is so genuine and so real. So absolutely check out Ghosts of Morgan County on Travel Channel. Swoon moment over. He's really (laughs) cute, guys. I'm just saying. So here's the story of the Fresno Nightcrawlers. And the story goes a little something like this. So... Fact or fake, like I said, did a story on the Fresno Night Crawlers, and the video they showed still gives me the heebie-jeebies to this day. It was a home security camera that caught the most bizarre creatures walking through the homeowner's yard. I'm going to try to verbally visualize this for you, but in case you have no clue what I'm describing, which I'm probably sure is going to be the case, you can view it on our Instagram stories and highlights at Oddity Files. So what the video shows and what looks like to me are legs, just legs, walking through this man's yard, but not just any legs. It looks like each leg has what what I would assume is like a white sheet over it because it floats. Like if you were a kid dressing up as a ghost, you'd throw a white sheet over it. That's what these legs look like walking through the yard. No torso, Mm -hmm. no arms, no neck but possibly a head and legs walking through. Um, And the legs bend where our knee would be. It's like three or four inches lower Mm -hmm. and it sways either way. So our knees bend forward, but it would bend forward. And then as it was walking would bend backwards. Hyperextend backwards. Yes. Kind of creepy. But as you're watching it, I didn't get any creepy vibes. And at the top of the legs is what I saw as just like a waist and it stopped. But after reading and viewing some other videos that people captured, it looks like a head with like a a hood of a hoodie over it. Not like a KKK hood or anything like that. Just like a a hoodie over it. And it just kind of strolls along in the yard like it's doing absolutely nothing wrong. Whoa. So this video was captured by a tough, no-nonsense, 60-year-old ex-Marine living in Fresno in 2007. His name was Jose, and he decided to set up a security camera over the family garage because his dog was barking at night relentlessly. And so he just decided to put this home... I mean, this is before Ring camera, so he had to do, like, wiring and shit. (laughs) And um, old school oddity files. (laughs) God, the bad old days. But he he hung it up there just to see if it was like an animal, if there were kids fucking around in his yard and things like that. And then what he saw the next day was enough to shock him into calling the police. Whoa. Yeah. The footage showed a strange small creature only a few feet in height. It says they vary from four feet to two feet. So it's. That's, it's not huge. No, I thought they've seen these yes, videos. I thought they were bigger. No, 
No, I, and I, I, I think the fact that they're small makes me think they're not bad. Right. <laughs> um, and then soon after he called the police, soon the media got a hold of the footage and the Fresno Nightcrawler became a phenomenon. The family decided to remain anonymous in, a, in part to avoid the supernatural spotlight, but also in part out of fear. And other than that, and this quote that I'm about to read from Jose, you can't find anything else on this couple. So the only quote I was able to find was allegedly from Jose. I don't know. I've never met the guy. But he said, we recently bought a place in Fort Hill area in Southeast Highland Country, California. Um, we first noticed after about 30 days of living there that we were we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter what the weather in our front yard. What? Yes. On Friday night, we were driving home after turning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road. We went around the curve by the Carmel Church and then up a small incline and approximately 10 feet over the incline and in front of our truck, the, he calls it an alien ran across the road and into the woods. Now, there's nothing else I can find but this quote. So I don't know if this is after he found the footage or maybe it was more than just the dog barking and why they wanted to put the security cameras out. But so be it. That's the only quote I could find. Now, after watching these things walk, it's, it's not scary, like I said. It's just kind of flowy. Okay. And no menacing vibes, just some really weird things going for a stroll through some random dude's yard. Yeah. Again, I can't really find a lot on Jose. There's never a last name given, which to me, like I always say, lends to the validity of the story for me, that he wasn't out for the publicity. But the sightings didn't stop there. Um, They've also been spotted and filmed at Yosemite National Park. This footage is better. Oh. It's amazing. And we'll post all of yes. these on our, our Instagram stories, and I'll show them to you afterward as well. In March of 2011, Yosemite National Park officials were putting up cameras in an attempt to catch trespassers that had been damaging the property. Instead, what they caught was some rather unusual footage. The security cameras, again, captured images of pale, small, and armless creatures just walking down one of the park paths. And this video is where I really saw the head that everybody else sees. Once again, the media got a hold of the footage. The Fresno night crawlers were on everyone's lips once more. The creatures appeared to be in the same at, appeared to be the same as the ones that had shown up on the Fresno film. And they appeared to walk and behave the same way. The knees going backwards, yeah. just really flowy. I will say in, in the first video, the, the flowy pants were more like bell bottoms. And in the second <laughs> video, it's like they tight rolled their pants. <laughs> gotcha. That's the only difference I noticed other than the quality. Um, and like I said, this footage is much better. Apparently, Jose's footage was a video of the original video playing on a CCTV monitor. So it was not going to. Plus, it. it was a lot older. Um, but these things are fucking amazing. I hadn't seen this video before, and there are two of them in this clip as opposed to the one. And I had thought in the original footage that I saw in Fact or Fake that it was two, but everything I found on YouTube was just the one walking. 
And how long after was this? It was 2011. The first was 2007. Gotcha. So I'm super stoked. And I, I can't, I'm really excited to see hear what the fans think these might be as well. So I want them to tweet at us and, and yeah, let please. us know. Yeah. When, once you see the art, um, respond to our posts on Instagram or Facebook as well. There's really no explanation to what these things are. And I'm, I can't put my finger on it. I one way or another, sure. there's some great stories, but the one that got me, Oh, uh, and you know, there's articles saying that it's ghosts. They're saying of that course. they're cryptids yeah. saying that they're aliens. And those stories are all over the internet claiming all of the before mentioned as being the case. But the one that got me, the one that sticks as I was doing the research as this has got to be it was Native American lore. And I don't know why that was. They just got some great stories. Yeah. You know, I agree. And they're so tight lipped about them, which is crazy because I'm one sixteenth Native American and I need to know all these stories. <laughs> but this one seems to make the most sense again before I researched because I was kind of disappointed. Um, sometime after the sightings occurred, a series of photos depicting statues that look like the creatures popped up online and i've got the pictures here and i'll show you afterwards but nobody knows where these photos came from where they were taken um they're like carvings out of trees or tree stumps and they're long legs and just like a little head on top of it again we'll have those in our instagram stories they seem to be photographed in multiple places, perhaps even internationally. Nobody knows. But the photos themselves were passed to a source in Florida by a woman in New Jersey. And that's the one website gotcha. I was on that posted these pictures. But how do they even know that? Yeah, I don't know. And what, there's a story that one of these statues is at a DMV somewhere in California, but there's no specific information about it. And the, the photos that I came across, they don't, uh, there's just trees behind them. Huh. So if anybody knows more about this, I am so freaking curious at this point. But especially once I saw these carvings that look very Native American, yeah. I was like, yes, it's Native American folklore. Now, finding information on what these things could be called in Native American lore is even harder than trying to figure out what these things are. So I came across a legend of the stick Indians. I'm like, oh, this has got to be it. Absolutely. It, but no, they have complete upper bodies and it's it's just... They're people. They're people. Yeah. They're absolutely people. And from everything I read, it's kind of just a story to keep kids from wandering away in the woods. Oh, sounds like, about right. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, witches and shit like that. So some people may think it's a form of skinwalker. Which, I mean, sure, but skinwalkers are usually more territorial and aggressive. And the Navajo themselves say a skinwalker is known to be a dangerous witch who can morph into a wild beast. And this, those don't fall anywhere near either one of them. Yes. Or they possess an animal or person. So I'm going to go with a no on this one. One other Native American lore popped up when researching the Nightcrawler story, and it's a Wendigo. According to Algonquin folklore, the Wendigo is a mythical evil spirit found in various forests and lake regions in the U.S. and Canada. While this creature has long, lanky, monstrous arms, it also has a full torso. So it has a head and antlers. 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 So again, no dice. So regardless of what these things are, 
I kind of like them. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of doing their own thing. They aren't aggressive. They aren't territorial. They just want to be. Right. They're not eating anyone's cattle. Yeah. Or cats or dogs or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm apparently not the only one slightly obsessed with these kind of cute, kind of cute, a little weird and not so creepy beings. Just do a Google search for adorable Nightcrawler and you'll be um, bombarded with these cute Etsy shops, Pinterest pages, and even some really cool t-shirts. So look up Fresno Nightcrawler on Etsy and y'all can thank me later because, (laughs) oh my God, so cute. So a little info on this cryptic or whatever it is, and as they are, you know, just enough to love them, but really not a whole hell of a lot more. But the videos are insane. And I've, I don't know. I I think Dave Schrader's done something on them as well. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I probably should have Googled that as well. But aside from Google, I got help from Reddit, Gia.com, which is funny because I use them for yoga. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) But they're into all that spiritual stuff. Yeah, yeah. YouTube, the Fresno Bee, cryptids.fandom.com, and Ben Hansen for just being so darn personable and good looking and tall. (laughs) <laughs> and tall. <laughs> and tall. That's my thing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen the Yosemite video. I know that I've seen the one, the, like, surveillance in his front yard. Yes. I know that I've seen that one. And the the and you'd know if you saw the Yosemite one because it's, it's, like, green screen. Oh. Very green. Very, you know, like. IR. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and w- once we're done recording, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. I think you'll get a kick out of them. That's really cool. Um, again, like you said, one of the ones that I'm sure we've both almost done a hundred times. Yeah. So the Bermuda Triangle has, oh, sweet. you know, cemented its status as one of the most mysterious places on earth. Boats, planes, they've disappeared mysteriously from this region and other pilots and boat captains have reported strange, unusual occurrences in the triangular region off the coast of Bermuda. Why is it always a triangle? But did you know... That the Great Lakes are home yes! to a curious and puzzling punch I of water did this story, in Lake Michigan <laughs> that has been said to lure ships and planes to a watery demise. Mm-hmm. It's called the Lake Michigan Triangle. It is. It's it's trouble. It's crazy. So the Lake Michigan's triangle, southern most southern point, is at Benton Harbor, Michigan. From there, one side of the triangle extends north to Ludington, Michigan crosses the lake to Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Um, it's in this area of the lake. It's actually very, very large. I mean, if you are unfamiliar with Lake Michigan, it's more of a freshwater sea Absolutely. than it is a lake. Like, don't think just like a pond somewhere no. like in the Midwest. I grew up right off of, I mean, there's undertow. There's almost oh, yeah. surf on yeah. this. And you cannot see to the other yes. side. So people have been reporting odd occurrences for more than 100 years on Lake Michigan. Wow. In 1891, the schooner Thomas Hume set sail across Lake Michigan with a load full of lumber. The ship never reached its final destination, despite being, one, made of wood, and two, carrying actual loads of wood. No debris was ever found. And it would float. Right. Yeah. The shipwreck of Thomas... Hume is still yet to be discovered, oh, which wow. is nuts. If It's as if he just, you know, literally vanished from the surface of Lake Michigan, along with the captain and the seven crewmen. Like, oh, nothing was yeah. ever, ever found. 
So another story, 11 people, all members of Benton Harbor, Benton Harbor's House of David boarded the Rosa Bell in 1921. A few days later, the boat was found bobbing upside down in Lake Michigan's waves. What? There was no sign of the 11 people. The ship had damage looking like it collided with another boat. But there were no other boats reported in oh, the accident. Wow. There were no other boats found. In fact, no debris from another boat was found either. Um, the bodies of the 11 people on board, gone. Just gone. Just nowhere. If the ship did flip over, as the damage indicates, then what could they have hit in the middle of Lake Michigan? Exactly. And that's the weird part is like, this wasn't a small boat. No. And like, yes, the water gets rough, but it's not, again, it's not like open ocean water that's enough to overturn a large vessel. Absolutely vessel. Not. No. Like. No. There's no tidal waves. <laughs> correct. And it it's fucking deep. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's insane. So this story about the Lake Michigan Triangle is my favorite. So I know exactly which one it is. There's a mysterious and unexplained disappearance of Captain George R. Donner. And it's among the more perplexing cases associated with the Lake Michigan Triangle. On the evening of April 28, 1937, Captain Donner safely guided his ship through the chilly Lake Michigan waters before retiring to his cabin for the night. Three hours later, a crewman went to wake the captain to let him know they were approaching port. He found that the, the cabin had been locked from the inside, but the captain was not inside. What? There was no sign of Captain Donner anywhere on the ship and no evidence that he had ever left his cabin either. It and was, the ships weren't that big to where he could just be up to some shenanigans. It was literally as if he just wow. vanished. And there wasn't, there weren't any like portholes in his cabin that he could have crawled out of or... <gasps> And they literally never saw him again. No one ever saw him again. The fuck? But it was still locked from the inside. Okay, that's the craziest fucking thing ever. It's terrifying. Numerous reports of strange, unexplained lights have been seen above the waters of Lake Michigan. I've never seen them. And I've no. seen Lake Michigan a hundred times. I, I can see the lights of Chicago from where <laughs> yeah, I grew right. up. <laughs> Other people have reported odd and sudden weather phenomena. Uh, lake effect. <laughs> um like my storms that pop up unexpectedly. I don't really associate any of that with. No. If you knew the weather up there, you'd be like, oh, no, that's not paranormal. No, that's life in Chicagoland. Yes. Still, others have commented that they felt a general uneasiness from time to time when traveling through the Lake Michigan Triangle. This has led to speculation that there's UFO activity centered on the lake or that there's some weird, unexplainable electromagnetic field that falls there, which I think has been proven about the Bermuda Triangle. Is, it? is that there's some sort of electromagnetic, and that's why like planes and boats lose their radios, and okay. there's like weird electrical stuff that happens. Is it just falls at a weird place on the globe? Yeah, ley lines or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are even people that believe that the triangle is some kind of portal to another dimension. Well, that's why I'm a fucking weirdo because I grew up off of Lake Michigan. <laughs> But, I mean, that's where the captain can be. This is probably <gasps> mm -hmm. the story that you thought I was going to do. Northwest Flight yep. 2501, carrying 58 people, set off from New York's LaGuardia Airport and route to Seattle on June 23rd, 1950. The flight path would take the plane over Lake Michigan before stopping in Minneapolis for a layover. 
As the plane entered the skies above Lake Michigan, about 18 miles north of Benton Harbor, the pilot reported that they were encountering a strong electrical storm and he requested permission to descend to 2,500 feet. Soon after, the plane just disappeared from radar screens. No wreck of the plane was found, despite search parties that dragged the lake bottom and used sonar to try to locate it, nothing was ever found. Oddly, about two hours after Flight 2501 disappeared from radar, two police officers reported seeing bright red lights hovering over Lake Michigan. Oh. They witnessed this, these strange lights for 10 full minutes. Oh, wow. And like I said, nothing was ever found of the plane. No wreckage. They did like, they drugged the bottom. I had... I- Mysteries at the museum is where I heard oh, this yeah, story. Yeah. And luggage showed up on shores, but no plane wreckage. But no plane all. wreckage. No. And if it hit the water, it would have fell into pieces yeah. and pieces would have washed up on shore. Yes. And like Lake Michigan is very deep, but it's not like, again, the bottom of an ocean that's miles and miles deep. Right. Like they are able to look like nowadays with semi-modern technology i mean that was in the 50s right like i don't know it's just weird and then this i'm only including this because we talked about it it like meets last week so if you haven't listened to last week then you know there is a baffling rock formation that was discovered under the surface of lake michigan in 2007 leading to speculation that the Lake Michigan Triangle is hiding North America's very own Stonehenge. Stonehenge, yes. The discovery was made by Mark Holly, a professor of underwater archaeology from Northwestern Michigan College. The site features a 40-foot ring of ancient stones found nearly 50 feet below the surface. One of the stones was even carved to look like a mastodon. Like oh, I didn't know that. The Ice Age mammal. You know, yeah, like yeah. Like elephant-looking thing. Oh, shit crazy yes i had no idea i i only knew about the airplane and the stones the stones blow my fucking mind and again um they there's a photo of the stones that i will post on our um on our instagram stories and it's it is just just weird like they are absolutely man-made yes like absolutely man-made. but like in the center of like michigan right it's not even really near a shore well it's only 50 feet down okay so Maybe closer to a shore. Right. But still. So I mean, weird. And you think about Lake Michigan that it's it's been there for fucking ever. Forever. So were these like water aliens that built them or, or I don't know. did it sink? Yeah. Like an Atlantis situation. In, in the Midwest? Wait, what? I still want to know what happened to this captain in his cabin. No, that's kind of freaking me out. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's like... Even if you like self combust, there's there's remnants. Well, because his like crew saw him go in there. Yeah. Locked the door. There's no way out. No. And then when they went to get him, it was still locked, but no one was there. How cool would it be if like hundreds of years later he just like showed up on the shores of Benton, Michigan like or Benton Harbor, Michigan? Inception when he just like washes up on the shore. Yes. That would be crazy. Oh my god. I'm still waiting for something like that to happen. It probably did happen, and men and in black gov- suits came and got yes. him and took him away. God damn those men in black suits. Which I rewatched the new Men in Black. This I still weekend. haven't seen it. It's so good. It, the first time, I didn't really like it. Yeah, I mean, there was Chris Hemsworth, and 
and Tessa Thompson. But the second time, I think it was getting over the fact that it was no longer Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, and I love both Chris and Tessa in everything I've seen them in. Sure. But it's not it, them. Yeah. And yeah. once I was okay with that, I really enjoyed it the second time. I wonder why they didn't do the third one. I don't know. I did hear that Bad Boys, the new Bad Boys, speaking of Will Smith, is excellent. Oh. So that's exciting. It is. There's not enough Will Smith and his getting jiggy with it in the I know. world anymore. I saw Gemini Man, the one with Will Smith, that they like clone him to make him another like super soldier. And okay, so, I didn't see that one. And But they don't tell him. Oh. And so he's like on a mission and someone's like after him and it's literally his younger self. Oh, that's that pretty cool with the head a little yeah. bit. Because then like. There's so many movies I want to see. I know. But I can't think of any of them right now. I'm going to rewatch Knives Out. Because, have you seen it yet? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's right. We discussed it. It was a slow burn. Yes. But it was worth it. I think the second time it'll probably be a little more exciting than the first time. Yeah. I don't know why. I I'm, still need to watch Parasite. Um, And I know that it's on Delta Flights. So maybe oh, I'll yeah. try and catch it. I did notice that. There was something I wanted to watch that was kind of creepy and paranormal, but Alzheimer's years old. Okay, so we've got a story from our listener, Jim, who is the reason why our podcasts are as close to an hour as possible. It says, hey, KC and DJJ, I have a creepy sighting story for you. Last November upteenth, just before Thanksgiving, I was driving home in the gray rain of a northern Indiana fall after a long, dreary day. That has been Sounds Indiana about right. for the last it feels like year. Um, it was around 5 p.m., so it was still a little light out and about 40 degrees with the light rain. My route home is all rural roads. I was driving past an old farmhouse where the farm had been sold off and was now homes on either side when I noticed what looked to be a really creepy Halloween decoration that was still up on the edge of the property next to a small patch of woods. It was odd that I hadn't seen it before. As I got closer, it appeared to be a life-size doll of a six to eight-year-old girl in an old whitish dress. Of course. Nope. (laughs) It was wet from the rain, dirty and grungy. I wondered why it was placed by the edge of the woods like that. As I got closer, I realized it wasn't a Halloween decoration, but a real little girl. Her hair was stringy and wet. Her hands just hung at her side, and I noticed she was barefoot in the 40-degree rain. Seems sketchy as fuck. No, thank you. <laughs> she, She's a demon. Demons. It's official. There are <laughs> demons. <laughs> she looked at me as I passed by with a dead stare. I'm Ooh, picturing like yeah. the ring girl just... Oh. <laughs> I was so creeped out. If it was a little girl, she would get hypothermia in that weather and, with no protection, and I, I would be leaning towards, God, do I go and try to pick this no. child up? Or She got herself there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell who's been the parent on this That's podcast. <laughs> um, but I don't think it was a livy, living being. But he turned around as soon as he found a space to see if it was a real child and get it, to get her indoors. But in t- the 25 seconds it took me to get back there, 
she was gone. I still get the creeps when I drive past that spot on cold and rainy days. This summer, the guy that lives in the house bulldozed that patch of woods. So I want to stop and ask him why. Was it because of her? I look for her every day now, all along that stretch of road, as I would too. I'll tell you if I see her again. Until then, stay weird. Your weird friend, Jim. Wow. Yeah. That's spooky. That's super spooky. And I honestly... I hate people and I don't trust anyone, even if it's a little girl. I don't think I would. I'd probably call the police. That's yeah. I would call the police. Yeah. Just in case she, there is something wrong, but it could be a demon. You don't know. I don't like that. And I don't believe in demons, but little (laughs) girls. (laughs) I don't like that. No. Thanks Jim for the story. And you guys that are listening, Send us your stories. Yes, please. We still need more listener stories. So oddityfilescrew at gmail.com is where you can email them. If you know anything or if you've had experiences on Lake Michigan or if you've seen the Fresno Nightcrawler or if you have just a story of your own, if you grew up in a haunted house and were terrorized every night, we want to hear about it. Tell us your urban legends that you and your friends used to talk about in high school and everybody was too scared to go check it out. Exactly. We just um, we really like to feature them on the on the show. And if it's okay, some people like don't want us to say their name and that's totally fine. Just make sure you put somewhere in there like, hey, please don't mention my name. Or, exactly. Um, and we will be happy to not do so. Exactly. And that's oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, if you're a new listener, we have a show on Amazon Prime. Yes, we do. You should totally check it out. Head on over. Watch season three. I did want to give Doug another shout out. Doug Malden Locke for updating our IMDb page. Oh. He's kind of amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So he fixed it so we've got the right Amazon seasons and all the other stuff is just kind of all willy-nilly at the bottom. That's perfect. But he put some new photos up and things like that. And I learned that checking my own IMDb, some asshole put a bikini picture of me from my 30s up there. (laughs) So I had to join IMDb and take Uh, it down and that's gone. So whoever you are, fuck you. I know. I haven't looked at mine in forever. Yeah, so check us out. Do all the stuff and all the things. But we really, truly, honestly, and with all our hearts, appreciate you guys and the retweets and the shares. And just the face-to-face telling people about the show. Our ratings have kind of kicked up a notch. Yeah, they really have. On both Prime and the podcast. And that's all thanks to you guys. Yeah, we've. um, I was looking at all of our analytics this week and just like, the amount of views we're getting for the show and the amount of downloads we're getting for the podcast. It's really, it's really awesome guys. And I mean, yeah, we say it every week, but we really are so thankful for you. We just surpassed 60,000 downloads, I know. which it's, just, it's, it's mind crazy. Blowing. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. So the way Amazon kind of counts things, it's not like YouTube where they count views. It's cool that they count it minutes streamed so that even if you go and only watch half an episode, we it still shows like a 30 minute stream right and last month we did over a half million minutes streamed it's insane and the feedback we're getting just yeah. uh, via our facebook and our email it's everybody's like i just love the way you guys investigate so keep spreading the word yeah. people are getting a kick out of what we do yeah. and i am just so humbled and honored and grateful for each and every one of you we love it we do but guys where does the new call goodbye ghost on
Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. The opinions expressed on this show are ours and ours alone. Our logo was created by me. If you like the show and would like to support us, you can watch Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. You can buy merch at oddityfiles.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oddity Files or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oddityfiles. You can even join our weird little Facebook group called Oddity Files Fan Group. It's a closed group, so you'll need approval, but we do approve everyone. Most importantly, you can help us spread the word. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your boyfriend, tell your ex-boyfriend, tell your grandma, tell everybody, share and retweet. Just help us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you and couldn't do this without you. If you have a story you wanna know more about, or a personal story you'd like to hear us read during an episode, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. If you have a corrections corner, go ahead and give us a call. It's 317-300-6699. If you have a venue you'd like us to do a live podcast at, reach out at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, take a couple minutes rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcast apps. It also helps us get out there and in front of the public eyes. And remember kids, weird is the new cool.